0: Hello, everybody. This is 204060 Podcast. It's good to have Trevor fresh from a vacation in Florida by himself with his wife and little, beautiful little daughter. Jeff is grinding. He's the He's the lead pastor of the Judson Baptist Church. I'm a church planter now, so I call everybody dude. I used to call him brother, but now everybody's dude. Hey, dude. How you dudes doing today? Suh, dude. You dudes doing good? Uh, sub, dude. Sup dude. Sup dude. Sup, dude. That's, I didn't even say sup. This, I said suh, dude. Yeah, man, this is my language now. I got some hair product on. You're going to have to learn the it.
1: word Denny that Trevor created. My, my Dunny. It's
2: Dunny, but. It's not yeah. Denny. That's a recipe.
0: Okay. Well,
1: they're both dumb as Denny
0: or Dunny. Oh, so. come Denny's. on now. We're getting personal. This is terrible. Here we go. Stay with us, podcast listeners. Jeff recently went to a conference, thousands and thousands of church planters and pastors, and and one of the things that was brought up was a this this, I think it was a hope. I don't believe it's factual, but this hope <laughs> that there's a decline in the attractional church model. Now, we're going to have to define that for our listeners because I want to hear Jeff's definition since he went to the conference. I can't really define a missional church versus an attractional church. So Jeff, why don't you help us out with that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so for the sake of our conversation, we'll call it like this. Attractional would be we're going to do everything that we can on our campus uh to make our church attractive to the community so that they want to come and be a part of this lost people, saved people, it doesn't matter, versus a missional community that would say we're about going out into the world and making disciples and then bringing them back, and not being so concerned about what the model is, we're going to be on mission for evangelism, discipleship, those types of things. And we will we'll sim-
0: we'll simplify it. Like and that. we would kind of agree that, uh, wouldn't we? I hope we would. That all churches are both in some sense. So all churches will say, we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be attractive in some sense to the people we want to reach. We hope to be, whether they are or not. That's that's an you know that's relative and at the same time we really do feel like we're on mission but the attractional church model's been pretty it's been around now you know 3 decades more
1: i, I would almost say that i i would venture to guess that if 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 most churches hope to be attractional i mean missional that what happens is they're probably you probably find it very skewed towards the attractional model we throw a bunch of hooks in the water and hope you swim by see the bait really like it and come jump on it versus uh, we're going to try to find a way to make sure that we're getting the gospel out into the community because lost people aren't just coming to our church. So it, it's easy, I think it's easier to be a tractional model. In fact, I would I would actually say that that's exactly what this church is that we're a part of. Uh, we're, we're more skewed that way than we are missional.
0: I think that's probably right. And I think the history of our church bears this out. We have a gymnasium. Yep. Uh-huh. We have uh, baseball fields. Uh-huh we have a, um, we're missing the bowling alley. If we had that, well, I that think was, that would put us over the that top. That was next. I think we ran out of money. We have a weekday ministries yep. that uh, is attractional. We do events. We have, uh, had the 4th of July uh, events. We've had trunk or treat events, uh, where we've attracted people on campus, uh, here. And I think once again, that, uh, we have pursued the attractional model and maybe arrested that a little bit to consider the missional model. I'd agree with that for here. Well, but Trevor, he doesn't like those terms. Why don't you like the term, Trevor? Attractional and missional.
1: Well,
2: I think it it lessens what's actually happening. We're trying to make it an equation, and it's much more than an equation for me. Um, an attractional, yes, I think it's okay to be attractive. You know, it's okay mm. to want to. To bring people around, I know you're
1: Jeff is, is. It's, it's really okay good to be. You know, it's, it's okay Jeff to be beautiful. Really good yeah, if, you're, if, you're <laughs> if you're beautiful, you got to flaunt it, baby. Uh, exactly, jeans wearing a beautiful pair
2: of jeans wearing a. Don't hate glasses. me because I'm beautiful. Your don't outfit. hate me. Don't hate me because I'm healthy, baby. Today. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm attracted to your outfit uh <laughs> sorry i had to say it like that i, I like to. it there's nothing, it wrong, with there's that's nothing really wrong with it there's nothing wrong with being attractional. Yeah. that's really what it. Is. i mean that's really what it is you're trying to make people want to come to your church i think that's a great thing i think it's a great thing uh to be on mission going out and bringing people in it feels like it should be both and we're kind of like talking about things that we should be doing and been trying to say, I'm more this way or more that way. Okay, well, we'll just be you and go yeah. get people and see them come to Jesus. Yeah, see, I think kind what's, of I think what's not
0: good is when you determine that uh, somebody else who, let's say, has an attractional model or a missional model is doing a great job and you don't like it. Right, right. Uh, that's, that's where churches sometimes get to. Once again, who are we and what are those great touch points that we have that might be attractive? to some people that we think we could really reach because I'm all about easy, effective, and efficient. Right. You know, let's don't make this the hard way. And so we were laughing about, you know, church planting and whatever else. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do uh, w- what the typical church planter does because of a lot of things, but but I'm not going to denigrate those church planters who are, who are growing and reaching people, whatever. That's none of my business. You know, I, God bless them. This is kingdom stuff. Go, man. You go, fella.
1: I think for us that the issue has to become though, as we talk about it, when we talk about the attractional versus the missional debate, and we agree that it has to be both, because vision is delivered definitely in compelling environments. It, it I mean, you know, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna deliver great vision for for people to join in with you in a dank dark dungeon that, that people don't want to be a part of. The the issue that I think the more established churches are facing. Is that they can spend all of their time working on being cool, calling it attractional? Now, uh, there was a great church planner built a huge church trying to be seeker-friendly, who later came out and said, "Look, the, the seeker-friendly movement didn't work. You know, we tried all of this, we tried to be Uber attractional, and that's his own admission that's I won't call his name, but that's him saying, like we, 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 have, to, we have to be both."
0: Said we didn't uh, disciple anybody. And and, you know?
1: and there therein lies the problem. And and the issue that I have when we talk about this church campus in particular being attractional in nature is that if we only stay attractional, what we do is we stay very busy navel gazing. So we think we really accomplished something because we put an L C D wall in the student ministry. Woo! That is great. For us, but no lost person walked in and was like, Wow. They have an LCD wall. I, God is speaking to me. I have to come here. It yeah. doesn't work that way. It's
0: almost as good as the one yeah. in my
1: home. Yeah. So it it, do, it doesn't work that way. So I I think we have to be very clear about what we're doing. If we want to put an LCD wall up in the student area, let's do it. Let let's do it and let's define why we do it. But then let's let's not be caught off guard when we realize that we haven't baptized anybody, that we haven't seen anybody change from death to life because we were too busy just making the environment compelling trying to add another hook in the water. Now,
0: this is a little bit different from saying, okay, uh, we're not doing well. Don't worry about attractional missional. We're not doing well as a church in the mission of this church. We're not making disciples. We're not leading people to Christ. We're not... uh, a whole family here. We're, we're, mm-hmm. We've got dysfunction here. Now what do we do to change that? See, that's a big difference. Absolutely. That, that's the right questions instead of that's saying— That's healthy versus healthy.
1: attractional. And, and, but, but I think that needs to be talked about for a second because if you don't have church health, uh, you, 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 can't, you can't go out and, and, and reach people to come back and be part of your church family when it's all busted up and goofy. You're, you're 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 trying to overcome something that's
0: unbiblical i remember you know once when i was uh younger a friend was at my house and would come to my house some and one time he just said he said i wish you could come to my house i said sure i'll be glad to come he said oh no so you can't come to my house he said my my family's messed up and so mm-hmm. that's what you're saying yep. you don't invite people to your mess so you got to be healthy and whatever but to, to be attractional to say what can we do to reach people uh, if that's attractional, I'm all for it. Now, missional. What can we do to build them, reach them, lead them to Christ? Uh, send our people out, you know, to be salt and light. Whether it's on mission trips or, you know, just going to work strong, uh, I'm off. I'm all for that too. I, I'm not sure I understand. I wasn't at the conference, so I'm not sure I understand the the optimism of the decline, of the feeling that the decline of the attractional church. Is there, but I do see a backlash. More, lit- more younger people going to liturgical churches, more evangelical Christians converting to Orthodox faith, uh, this kind of stuff. So, I, well, I and I, don't, I, I don't, think I what, what they're about. trying
1: to get the church to see is that we may have spent a decade being too attractional, and so it's the pendulum swing that we see back and forth. But Trevor, you 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 talk about it in terms of not liking those terms and. Where, where do you see, for instance, our college students engaging in a tractional versus missional model? How, how do you approach that with them to show them a compelling environment but also somewhere where they engage and then reproduce?
2: Yeah, I would say that we try our best to show an, a compelling environment, uh, be uh, attractional, uh, pick a cool place, uh, a cool venue, have uh, the lighting and sound as best we can. Uh, in the coolest way, and uh, it's to really change the way that they view things, to change their perspective, Uh, and so when I, when they come in, we can give them a, uh, a perspective that is, oh, this is like, this is pretty neat, like I could, I could, uh, I could I could vibe to this, or I could I could I could get down to this. This is, I this dinny, is cool. I could yeah with yeah yeah. yeah. Dinny, dinny, dinny this, dinny I could with go with my Dunnies to to the venue and and check out the homies and stuff and do that type of thing. But uh, That's but seriously, attraction. language is <clears throat> it, it is language is <laughs> attractional or rejection. Or rege- you know? Yeah, or you yeah, look or like an idiot, Dunny. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what he just said.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be
2: okay. So like, we we try we try that, but at the same time, we're not just trying to do that and that it. That that be the only thing we do. We try and give them uh, give them a word, give them Jesus. Will that limit your
1: crowd?
0: Will that limit the people who will come? Uh,
2: It may. It may. In other words, you got
0: the right atmosphere, but when they get there, they hear this strong gospel presentation, strong appeal, strong accountability to the Word of God or the spoken word. Is that does that kind of let people drift away right the music is great the atmosphere is great but man i'm not sure i can take this right now
2: yeah it it totally it totally can um but the thing that makes it sticky if you will the the thing that gets people to stay are the conversations that we can have with them the uh the the community aspect the the friendships that we're trying to to grow and that would thats I think that's the missional side um, right going out and getting people um, you have to go out make friends then bring your friends to church is kind of like the missional thing am I right like you go out you try and uh, relate to somebody as best you can and engage rel- the culture yeah, like we just engage talked about the the culture in the last podcast. episode and, yep. and then bring them to church so if we could get them to come to church then engage the culture um, have conversation at church that's great and then we're going out we're having conversations afterward you know sometimes we say we're only as good as our after party you know what do we do after um the after we come to church or after we come to the event or sermon or whatever service well you're only as good as what you do afterward because then afterward is how you build the culture it's how you build relationships
0: um these terms to me seem very very artificial yeah me too and uh you it's almost like uh, it, it comes it bubbles up from somewhere uh maybe from people who are actually doing church or you know doing a ministry somewhere it bubbles up and they're kind of placed on you and then you sort of have to kind of think through it and all when before you were trying to do all of this but you weren't thinking about these words or thinking about you know somebody's definition because I think you always live in attention to say uh can the music be better can the sermons be better can the atmosphere be better uh, can we do anything differently, more effectively, more efficiently? Uh, can, we do it, can it be easier to get somebody before this message, before mm-hmm. the body of Christ or into the body of Christ? So you're always asking that. It doesn't matter where you are. The second part of that is, are we as a, as a body and individuals, body of Christ and as individuals, are we really on God's mission? Have we joined him in the mission of bringing wholeness, uh, to people through first of all salvation and then what we would call sanctification as they grow into what you know god uh, has declared and made them to be uh sometimes that artificial stuff gets in the way that di- that dialogue has its own life over here whereas in the end of the day we that doesn't do any good unless you're really engaged in that the second thing i'd say that's and, and talk about this a little bit when you talk about of course you want to be attractional or whatever else but sometimes uh sometimes in the sense of that word you can't be uh when you're in the yes. middle when you're in the middle of the woods at Mount nebo number five uh in a in a, in a real yeah. uh rural community you're not going to have the greatest building no. maybe and you're not going to change that building you're not going to have the greatest capability for music uh you, you know you might not have that great uh, that consciousness in the in the body of christ of being, uh, you know, on mission per per se, oh. uh, there's a different dynamic in that. And sometimes I think these words are mega church words, mega, mega concepts. Let, let me
1: say why I like the words and don't love them. Uh, agreeing with what you say that it, it is forced upon you. But here's why I like the words, even though I don't love them. Uh, I don't know any church that doesn't get to a place at a certain point in their life cycle where they don't deal with the pull to turn inward right so the the larger whatever you're doing gets now all of a sudden you have to take care of something along with that so you grew your church from even if it was mount nebo number five in the middle of the woods you grew from 100 to 200 and now you don't have the space to accommodate that and you have to do something about it and and so now we're needing more programming and more, we feel like we do anyway. There's a, there's a tension that, that you, you're you pulled inward. And missional always keeps you focused at least outward at some point. The, the second reason that, I, that I, I like the terms but don't love them is that I, I may not be able to be attractional, but there is a sense, I think from most of the people that I meet, when they talk about their church life at least lately all i'm hearing from them is what they're working on attractionally because i think that's the easiest thing to do as as professional staff you sit in a room and you can really grind away on that and 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 discover new things that are nuanced that are that are really maybe innovative or cool you've said it a thousand times the hardest work any church ever does is evangelism so everything pulls you off beam on that so if we're not careful, we spend all of our time grinding away on the internal structures and diagrams and organizational charts and compelling environments and what are we adding to our processes in our church and all of a sudden we we haven't made a disciple, we we haven't really engaged anyone in the lost world lately and we think we've worked really hard cuz you know we've been busy but we may have been busy far too weighted on things that were internal because that's just the easiest thing to do so that that's kind of where I'm at on that
2: yeah I would like to ask a question based off of what you just said I'm asking myself this question and us and just the listeners and everything um, I think what you just said in it about what gene talks about the most difficult thing uh, what church can do is work on evangelism uh, my my biggest question that I can that I thought of for myself is, what is the biggest work that i'm that i am trying to do internally within myself and i would say that is being evangelistic that is sharing jesus with people and man the quickest the, the question that comes to my mind is what's the what is god doing in in your own soul what in your own heart in your own life within you um to share him with other people to change the way that you are my, my thing is this um let's talk about attractional and then say like, well, what makes you attractive? Sure, what the way you look, the way that you sound, your height, what you're good at, your skills, that's great. Those things fade really quickly in life, and they come and go or whatever. You can get sick, you can you can move, you can do all these types of things, you can get injured, whatever. Um, but the most attractive thing about a person is who they are when you sit down with them and you begin to have a conversation with them. You begin to get to know who they really are. I was watching an interview of of two guys, one guy that's very famous right now, another guy that's kind of famous in the music world. I was um, Kendrick Lamar and uh, Rick Rubin um, were having a conversation. And uh, Kendrick Lamar is one of the, the biggest rappers right now in the world. Just came out with a uh, an, an album that everyone seems to be listening to, whatever, cultural thing. And then Rick Rubin started this uh, record label called Def Jam Records. And I was watching these two guys, and he sold it for... Um, like a billion dollars or something, I don't know, something, a lot of money. And they're, they're both talking, and if I was a, all right, you think that these are very cultural guys, one guy, black guy, really, really cool looking, you know, like that's Kendrick and um, he's great or whatever to listen to, I don't know. And then uh, Rick, um, he looks like Duck Dynasty. Yep. He looks like those guys exactly. And uh, and you look at him. He's not wearing any shoes. He's just kind of like Indian style, like just talking to Kendrick. And Kendrick and him have the most intimate, like really cool, uh, in-depth conversation about how they create music, how they do this type of thing. Rick the whole time is the most pleasant guy to have a conversation with. He is just nice. Kind, uh, considerate, thought provoking, and he really does care about what Kendrick is doing. He may not listen to it, may or may not listen to it. They've never worked together before. They're just having a great conversation. To me, it was like, how can I be more like that guy? And then in my mind, I was like, well, why don't I? I feel like that's exactly how, you know, I don't know if he knows the Lord or not, but it was just, he was just pleasant to talk to. I felt like I wanted to just go and have a conversation with him. Um, that's attractive. The guy looked like he was from some random backwoods. Who cares? But that's, I think that goes back to what Gene was talking about, some random country church may may or may not have a lot of money or whatever. It's um, what are you doing within your own soul to be as attractive as Jesus was? Because he was attractional. He had thousands of people follow him up hills, do whatever to hear him preach. And it's just like, you know, Scripture even talks about how he wasn't even maybe even good looking, or, or you know, he always wore the same clothes, or just walked everywhere he went, so he wasn't, you know, he didn't have a place or didn't have all his stuff. But people wanted to be around him, and it's like that was attractive. But he was always going, so he's always missional. I don't know. I just there are two just things
0: thing. that pop in my mind about this. I want to get to what you're, you both are saying, but one thing you said about how a church turns inward. The reason that a church turns inward, and this is this is really true. Is because whatever you're trying to overcome, uh, you know, we don't have enough people. We're trying to get more baptism. What if you don't set that up as a doorway to the next issue, then when you get there, you tend to stop. Mm-hmm. So let's say you know, let's say you've been harping on this. We want we want we want another hundred people next year. Well, what happens when you get those hundred people? You have to set it up as a doorway to something else. That's why businesses fail and whatever. And so if a leader doesn't think about Uh, those markers as a doorway and that's the same way in family and everything else Uh, that's part of leadership where I see I think leaders fail all the time the second thing about this I cannot imagine uh, the apostle Paul and Peter and Jesus sitting around talking like this I just can't imagine you talk about cultural Christianity when you when you bring into what we brought into uh, Christianity today it's like it's it's corporate it's uh, managed it's whatever. I don't, I think what they would, what they would say about that and what they would do, uh, would be quite different. I think they would be following the Holy Spirit's prompting and leading. And the most attractive person in the world is a spirit filled Christian who has love and joy and peace and gentleness, yeah, kindness, yeah, and patience, totally. because those are all relational words. What you were saying about this relationship, if I'm that way, uh, then I'm, uh, of course, going to be attractional. Well, if I, if I, if my family's like that, we're attractional. If my church is like that, uh, we're attractional. So it might be depending upon, are we depending on methodology uh, f- as, as our starting point? Or do we just assume that God's at work in this world, the Holy Spirit's within our lives, and uh, he's going to be that guide, leader, teacher, whatever else, to those places where we do this? I can't imagine first century Christians uh, I can't imagine the early church fathers uh, sitting around having missional, attractional discussions. Uh, it, it just seems foreign, uh, not that we don't need methods, not that we don't need vision, not that we don't need, you know, a pathway uh, where we line that out. If, if that wasn't true, they would have never had schools and hospitals and orphanages and, you know, collections. And, you know, they, they were administratively tight. Of course they were. But I just don't think that would have been their starting point. I think their starting point would have been, Lord, I'm yours. I'm a living sacrifice. Uh, Holy Spirit, fill my life. We're trying to catch the wind of the Spirit, you know, uh, uh, somewhere. We don't, we don't hear any of that in conferences and pulpits and, and whatever else. It's almost like the Holy Spirit has been dismissed uh, as we talk about these management kind of things. See, when you talk about attractional, you're really talking about marketing if you're not careful you talk about missional you're talking about management you know how do we how do we market our product what we have and how do we manage this and engage people and get them in this to buy uh, whatever it's like one time i had a guy uh, a conversation with a guy that worked for a candy company he said we literally sit around thinking about stomach share how can we get more of our candy into the stomachs of our customer well that's kind of what it feels like sometimes to me and uh uh maybe maybe the maybe it's uh maybe it's me, but it feels a little bit artificial, although you have to do those things and it's right to have plans and whatever else. But uh, I don't sense that Jesus was too worried about being attractional when he was attractional and those kind of things. So, I don't, well, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I just well,
1: I think, I, I see it just a little bit differently because when I think about missional, I'm not thinking maybe as much about management, but as much, for me, it's how are we going to disciple our, our people here in such a way that they get what Trevor was just saying? That that becomes who they are? Because then we, we will have created perhaps a missional movement. Where they where they are the salt and light, well, maybe, and it's it's maybe not as based. Leaders, we model it first. Yeah, it's not based on it's not based on you know what I'm trying to be, or or in terms of how I look, or the compelling environment. Even and don't hear me say compelling compelling environments don't matter. They do matter. They really do. But uh, it's it's just easier for me to spend all my time thinking about the compelling environment much more than it is to take someone and disciple them and show them. Not only how to be a Christ follower, but then how to transfer that and give that away to somebody. Um, my greatest hope is that we we skew that a little bit back more towards what I would say 50 50. and this is interesting because I think that for for us uh, when I think about attractional church models today, the the real question, and of course you'd have to you'd have to dive behind their numbers and see what they are, including ours as well. If we're talking only about attractional, are we talking about have we really done anything with lost people, or have we shuffled more Christians from church to church as they've popped up within our city and whatnot, and I know that all churches life cycle, and they do different things for sure, but for us, I'm not nearly as interested in having 50 more people. That, that, I mean, that, that's okay, God brings them and stuff, and we're praying for leaders to come as much as I would be excited about seeing 50 people change from death to life, Mm. because that's different. Because if I get people from the church down the street, because we were a little more attractional this year than they were, sometimes we can celebrate that as a win, but we really haven't moved the needle in the kingdom of God. We've... You talk about it kind of hurting. We're all just hurting cattle as they run through the city, yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to just be doing that. I want to make sure that uh, while we're seeing our church grow in number, that's great, but I also want to see death to life transformation taking place.
0: Yeah, I really want to impart, uh, as we were talking about the other night in our church plant meeting, uh, living water, yeah, artesian stuff, uh, springs of living water that comes out. You know, when Jesus met the woman at the well they were talking about well water, which is still. And then he, he mentioned specifically, and you, you don't always see it in the way we read it, but he mentioned specifically water that would run in a stream. and But it, what re, he was really offering her was an artesian well. Yeah. That's what she wanted. The one that's gushing uh, up. Yeah, the well out. water, she came every yeah. day. That's, just, that's where people are. They just get the same thing every day. Living water might be attraction a little different, mm-hmm. whatever, but it's not well water. It's not a artesian water yet. Which I think uh, uh can really be a possibility for it. maybe that's caught and uh, not taught. Well, hey, we're at the end of our time again. It seems to go fast and uh we sure enjoy being with you guys. So what did we learn today, Trevor? What'd you learn? Learn anything different today?
2: Yeah, I I think what it came down to for me was um yeah, artesian water and how well, could you just explain what artesian water you want to is? Really? That Monday night, you? I, I would, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already that. Like that, that. He was, just that stole good. that right yeah. there. That's yeah. What yeah. That was, that that will do was for really you. good, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. it's right in the text. No, the artesian water would be everything that God has for you in a moment, in, in the moment of your life and time. Uh, everything, no matter if you're going through the roughest times or the easiest times, it just overflows. Life just exudes out of you, comes out of you, sort of a. Uh, sort of gets on everybody else too and brings them to life.
2: Yeah, um, if you ever need to listen to Gene, uh, to Gene Mims, come to JudsonBaptist uh, dot com and you can get some good exegeses. Uh, no one can ever say it quite like Gene can, um, and they shouldn't. The thing is, me is uh, is if I think if we can model it like the, the listener, me, me myself, if I can model it and just bring somebody with me. To catch it, to see what it looks like, yeah. um, then I can see someone actually get discipled and not just talk about, you know, discipleship or walking through somebody's story, but they can catch it and they can begin to live it and have it and help other people. Yeah,
1: yeah. Jeff, I just want to make sure that I'm keeping score on what really matters, yeah. and that it's not how great my budget is, it's not how many people came this week, um, because you know, if if you looked at the If you just watched our numbers over the last two weeks, you know, we had uh, Easter, huge, you know, and then I guess it's the week after, you know, terrible, you know, and then the next week, huge again. And so if that's going to be how we keep score, I don't want to do that because I'm not sure that that matters. Uh, I do want to see us take our – our people of the flock here and show them how to be christ followers and how to make it transferable in the places that they live so that they're engaging that culture that they're in and i want to keep score with seeing people engaged in ministry change from death to life those things i want to make sure that i'm, I'm counting what really matters
0: i think i've learned again that these words matter you know and uh, the conversation i thought it was probably cooling down but it seems like now the attractional was a reaction against the missional, and now the missionals come back around to being to be a reaction against the attractional. And uh, when we shut these mics off and whatever, I'm not going to think about any of those words. I'm just going to try to do both. That's right. Yeah. So it's really it's it's really interesting how those things pop up. And and if you know if they help us think about it, fine. Even if they're artificial, that's good to think about those things. Well, hey, twenty forty sixty broadcast uh, podcast. I always say broadcast podcast. We're glad to be with you thank you for listening. If you ever have a comment or a question or something you'd like for us to chase, uh, we'd love to give a generational, multi-generational view of your questions. So thank you so much for listening.